Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Podcast Manager Show. I am so happy that you are here. We are talking with Melissa Lee Hughes about how you can help your clients grow their show using TikTok. And I think you're going to love this episode because Melissa really breaks down one of the missing pieces of using social media, specifically TikTok, to grow our podcasts. Melissa shares her story of how she herself got on TikTok and how she had her first viral video and just a few days later got invited on the Kelly Clarkson show. It is a wild story that you're going to get to hear in this episode, plus more on how to use this platform in 2023 to help your client grow their show. So without further ado, let's go chat with Melissa. Hey there, I'm Lauren, and you're listening to the Podcast Manager Show, a podcast for podcast managers. Each week, we cover the technical and tactical aspects of running a profitable podcast manager business. With over 90,000 new shows starting each month, podcast managers are in demand. I mean, in demand. And I'm here to help you land your dream clients while reaching your monthly income goals without working like crazy. Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Melissa, it is so great to have you on the show today. I am so excited to be here. Yes. So we're going to be talking about TikTok, which is obviously like all the rage. And I can't actually believe that this is the first episode that I've done on it. But I'm really excited to have you here speaking about it so we can help our clients grow their shows through TikTok and also talk about TikTok for our own businesses. So before we get into that, though, I would love to know, how did you get started working online? Yeah, great question. And it's such a unique story. When I tell people their jaw always drops. So love that. <laughs> um, but I was actually I was working in childcare. And it was the season of my life. It was during COVID where a lot of people were like, what the heck is going on? And so I was just literally praying that prayer. And I was like, God, you know what? What is the right next step for me? I have no idea um, what to do next. And it was a couple months. And if I'd, if ever anyone's been in transition, they understand the struggle between going from where you are to where you want to be, but also not really knowing where you want to be or like what you want to do. And so it was in January of 2021 that I honestly felt like God was putting it on my heart to go on social media and post videos. And I had, I mean, I've been on social media, but that wasn't really a focus or anything that I had done. And it was so random, so out of left field. And one day I randomly uploaded this video of my kids sledding. It was like a seven second video onto an app I had kind of heard of called TikTok because I knew it was a video app and posted that video, just trying to figure out how to even use the features. The next morning I woke up, I had had generated 22 million views. And a week later, the Kelly Clarkson show reached out to me. And I appeared on her show for two segments. And then I just literally was like, okay, I feel like I'm hearing right. Yeah. Like I should learn content creation. And so I started I continued posting videos in my car on my lunch break while working in childcare, grew my account to over 200,000 followers and then started a business from it. And now, wow. Yes. And now I work with business owners, entrepreneurs, bloggers, podcasters, and help them leverage TikTok to 
grow their business. Wow, that is a wild story. Now, what (laughs) was it about that seven second video? Oh, it was a mom fail. It was a big (laughs) mom fail. (laughs) But I didn't think it was that funny. Like, um, it basically was I pushed my two kids down a hill on a sled. And obviously, like in your head, you're thinking you're being a good mom because you're playing with your kids. But then when the sled started to pick up speed and you're there at the top and you're like, okay, my kids are literally picking up speed and I'm in, not in any control. Yeah. The, they hit a jump, sled turn, they went down the driveway and they were screaming. It was just funny. That's okay. Video. But you, you had to tell us that. I'm like, wow, that is one video of your kids sledding. Mm-hmm. And then Kelly Clarkson calls. Who would have thought? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I love that. And was there anything specific about TikTok? Like, did you think, oh, this is kind of new. So let's go explore it. Or did you not even have, had you not even thought about that? No, literally the only thing was just like, I felt like I was supposed to do a video and I just knew TikTok was like a short video app. So I actually was homesick that day from work. And so I was just playing around on my phone And the only reason why I posted that sledding video was because it was like, it was the first video on my phone. In fact, it was two years ago today, February 7th, that I posted that. That is crazy. Yeah. So it wasn't, I went viral on accident. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So then you said now you're working with business owners and what all types of business owners, entrepreneurs, uh-huh. what is like, mm-hmm. one of the main things that you are teaching right now? Like where, maybe where's like, what's the knowledge gap when it comes to using TikTok? There's a couple of things that come to my mind right off the bat. One of the biggest ones is letting go of professionalism. The biggest thing, you know, right now on social media is just that you, you come across as a real person. And for a lot of people that have been in the online space for a long time, or even are just older, they struggle with that because the trends for a couple of years were how overly polished, overly curated, how perfect can I get this photo so I can get a lot of likes. Mm-hmm. And now people are just done with that. So the struggle is, is people are showing up on video too professional, too branded, And their videos aren't doing well and they're struggling with showing up as a real person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then one thing that kind of comes to my mind from that is I I totally get what you mean. And I can think of some like big marketing gurus that have been around for a long time and they've got the best polished image, but it can, Mm -hmm. like you said, it can kind of be to their detriment as well. So since we are talking to podcast managers and we're talking about podcasting, it's popular for, you know, some some podcasters to have like a beautiful studio and have like, you know, famous guests. And so that's a very polished look. Do you see that working? Yeah. So this is really interesting because I've worked with so many different, you know, companies at different stages and it all depends on how you want to position yourself. Mm. So I have a, a guy right now who is like, he's very successful salesman really seen as like a thought leader in his industry. And so for somebody like that, at that level, like made millions of dollars, right? that would make sense because of the people, the clientele that he's talking to. And because he's should be positioned as a thought leader. For a lot of other people though, it doesn't necessarily help you to look like you have it all together. People want to relate to you more than they want 
your expertise sometimes. So if you Mm -hmm. are really trying to position yourself as an expert, you can with the content that you bring, but what connects people to you is the realness behind you as a person and a way. So a way that you can do that is you can be seen as an expert by the content and the education that you share, but showcase it in a way that people can relate to, like show the background, the stuff that you do behind the scenes to get your show ready, show the bloopers, show, um, you know, what you wear, how you got dressed or the struggles, like that's what really connects people. And I think people are afraid to show that. I think they're afraid that it'll make them seem like they, you know, aren't an expert, but you're an expert by the content that you share and the education that you share. So you can still show up as a real person. You know what I mean? Totally. And I, what's kind of coming to my brain with that is like, I have a coach that Sometimes she shows her background in her video and sometimes she does not. And whatever comes out of her mouth is always great. Like you're saying, the the content Mm -hmm. is 100% there. But when she blurs out her background on Zoom, the only thing I can think about is what is behind that? I've (laughs) got to know now. Like, is it just like a little bit of a mess? I just can't imagine like what would make someone blur their background out. Uh I love, like, just like you're saying, I want to connect. And even though that's not even like connecting that deeply, it's just like, show me a little bit about your space. It's so funny. And just like, and cover the covering up of it makes it even more confusing or intriguing. Yeah. Like, I mean, for instance, the other day I was getting ready and I was listening to a podcast and somebody said something so good. And I just got out of the shower. I had a towel on my head, had no makeup on. And I, and I was like, I'm going to go get ready and then I'm going to record. And then I stopped mm. myself and purposely, I was like, no, I need to show up like this now because it's actually more engaging. It's more interesting for somebody like a mom. That's my audience on TikTok for a mom to be like, oh, like she has a towel on her head and she has no makeup on. But the content that I shared was really good. So it actually made my video perform better because I was showing myself (laughs) as myself. So I think people just need to not be afraid to do that and to show that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. When, when we think of that in the context of podcasting, like, like we just talked about, Mm -hmm. if you have this polished look because you're interviewing someone in a studio that, that works for its own, but what else do you see working for podcasters on TikTok? So what's interesting for podcasters is they are number one, so used to long form content. And now you have to make short form content. So the way that you structure your message and the way that you show up online for short form is literally, it's like chalk and cheese. It's so different. And I can talk about that in a second. But the other thing is, is the podcaster most of the time is used to the guest being the star, but to grow on social media and to really build that brand, the host needs to be positioned as the expert and as that. So one way, one thing that a podcaster could do is they could show up not in the studio, but just as themselves and reshare the um, information, education, or what their guest just said. Mm. So it's us seeing you as the podcast host storytell, for instance, saying something like, I just had this guest on and they talked about X, Y, and Z. It was so good. It was so transformational, blah, blah, blah. 
this is what I learned from it. So that like the audience is really starting to build a relationship with the podcast host while showcasing your videos and your clips. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that makes me think of kind of the strategy that a lot of our clients are using on IG stories right now, which is to like informally talk about the episode face to camera. So that type of thing would work on TikTok, even though it's not, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but like, it's just talking to the camera. Yes. Okay. It's (laughs) like, I feel like I'm overthinking it. The way that people are showing up on IG stories is how they could just show up on Reels or TikTok. And they like, you know, it's this whole thing of like, well, I don't want to let go of my brand. But like, really, we should think about though, like, what, what is that? What does that mean? What is that? You know, is your brand like this polished look? It's you like, and you can evolve with your brand. So anyway, yeah, like, just talk to the camera. Like you're talking to your best friend. That's like, the best piece of advice I could give any person that's trying to show up in front of the camera and give value. Yeah. And we tell our clients that same thing is whenever you're recording your podcast episode, talk to one person. And it can be mm-hmm. tough. As you know, yeah. just listening to shows, it's like it's a it's definitely an approach of like, okay, you guys talking about everyone in the room that's listening. But really, it's so much more of a deep connection if you say, hey, I know you've been like you address the audience as one individual person, because that's who Uh you're connecting with is one person at a time. So we want to carry that into our how we show up on TikTok and in other places. But TikTok specifically is just talking to that one, that one person. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And it's really, truly like, looking through the screen, like thinking about that person on the other side of the screen and talking to them like your best friend. When I started doing that, my video started to perform so much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, one of the ways that you and I got connected was through this idea of your Baskin Robbins principle. So can you break Mm -hmm. that down for us? Yeah. So when I was in seventh grade, I had this teacher, she was my gym teacher. And um, I like everybody like Really, truly, I see the gold in everybody. I think everybody's amazing and everyone's awesome. <laughs> it's genuine. Mm-hmm. But my gym teacher, Miss Ravani, I just did not like her. She was grouchy. She was crabby. She was mean. And um, we just did not connect. And I'll never forget this one time on the corner of my street where I was growing up, there was a Baskin Robbins and I would walk down there to get ice cream. And one day I walked in there and lo and behold, it's my gym teacher, Miss Ravani. And she's in there with her daughter, just in like regular chill clothes. And if anybody has ever had that experience where you see your teacher outside of school, it's really weird. It's like, whoa, you have a life? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have a life outside of school? Who are you? But I saw her and she turned around and she had mint chocolate chip ice cream. And I was like, oh, she likes mint chocolate. I like mint chocolate chip ice cream. And like, she's a mom. And I just went over to her and we were able to connect on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And we started talking about the mint chocolate chip ice cream. She has, uh, you know, this is her daughter. I got to meet her daughter. I got to know her more. That next Monday, when I turned up at school, our relationship completely changed. And it's because I was able to connect with her on such a much more personal relaxed, relatable level that then brought a brand new connection. And what a lot of people don't realize is short form video and especially TikTok 
is the platform that does that for your brand. Mm. And it creates that personal connection, which is kind of why we talked about in the beginning, the one of the things that people need to let go of is this professional, this overly professional, overly polished image of themselves, because it doesn't create that deep, personal, relatable connection that a lot of people right now really do want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And especially if our clients are so well-informed on the topics that they're talking about on their show, that can really work in contrast. Maybe you find someone first by listening to their podcast and then you find them on social media and you're like, I really liked what they shared on their show. And now I can really connect with them further when Mm -hmm. when I find them on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you do produce like a really high quality show, that's great. Like, I'm not saying to let go of that excellence, because that's, that is something that is like really noteworthy and a good thing. But leverage, leverage these platforms where you can show a little bit more about your personality and who you are, and um, the behind the scenes and like, just having fun, like think, am I having fun with this? Am I creating content that sets my soul on fire? And if you're not, more than likely, your followers aren't aren't feeling that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense. Hey there, I wanted to interrupt this episode with a quick message for you. If you are listening to this show, then you are either wanting to become a podcast manager or currently a podcast manager. And I wanted to invite you to my free masterclass where I show you how to become a profitable podcast manager without working more than 20 hours per week. So in this masterclass, I break down what it would look like for you to be making three to 5K per month working as a podcast manager without working more than 20 hours a week. Not only do I break that down, but I also talk about the three myths that I used to believe that was keeping me away from being a profitable podcast manager and that you might be believing as well. That and I share all the details about my podcast manager program. So if you're interested in learning more, learning the three myths that might be keeping you away from becoming a profitable podcast manager, or you just want to see what does it take to be a profitable podcast manager, then grab a seat to my masterclass. I would love to see you there. Just head to laurenwrighton.com forward slash masterclass and it'll show the next available time. Okay, awesome. That is it. Go sign up for the masterclass. I cannot wait to see you there. Let's get back to the episode. Now, what do you think about the opposite approach of like if someone were to find you on TikTok and they really relate to you on a personal level because you're you're killing it at these short, short videos and yep. talking right to the camera and things like that, then they see you in more of like a buttoned up manner. Maybe you have a podcast that's a little bit more professional. Do you think that that works or do you think just in general people should be a little bit more relatable? So this is really interesting because I just launched a podcast and um, thank (laughs) you. It's called She Could Share. And it's funny because my podcast manager was like, hey, why don't you send over an intro and like some music and stuff? And I actually said, can we not do an intro? And now so many people right now, I'm probably in your audience is like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> We're like, no, look, but I get it. I get where you're going. So go. <laughs> yes. I personally feel like there is something right now about really keeping it raw. 
Mm-hmm. So I purposely launched it and like shared, hey, I'm doing this from Zoom with like my headphones and I'm just going for it. And I had such a response. And I just think that there's something about, there's something about really kind of showing up so authentically. And so um, again, it is how you want to position yourself because if you're a high-end brand or you sell high-end products and that's like a huge part of what you do, then you know, you're know you not going to probably take that advice because it doesn't line up. But mm-hmm. for some of us that really do want to create a deeper connection with our audience, that's something that we might want to consider. Like, hey, I'm going to stop like editing out all the ums and all the ahs of my podcast. And I think that's a question that every podcaster should really consider. Like, am I making this overly edited pod or not overly edited, but am I editing my podcast for a standard of excellence? Because that's like what I want to represent. And that's who I am. Or is it because I'm afraid to be vulnerable? I'm afraid to mess up. I'm hiding. I don't want people to think I'm stupid. I don't want people to think I'm dumb. And so if it's that, then that is something I would say you need to sort out and do some heart work and like really dig into that and like let that go because that is the stuff that people connect with. My Mm -hmm. mom fail, 22 million views. Yeah. Right? And of course, it didn't seem like a big deal to you because it was just everyday shenanigans, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really great advice about like just that specific editing piece. Because as podcast managers, our perspective is like, we want to clean it up just enough to make it a little bit of a better listening experience. Like you're saying, the excellence piece of it, the, you know, it sounds, it's more, it's just easier to digest if you don't hear tongue clicks and the things that we geek out over here in podcast management world. Mm -hmm. But to, yeah, to cut out just some of the other pieces that make you human and make you relatable, that does take away from the experience and the connection. So I think that's such a solid distinction when it comes to what is your intention when you're editing. And as a podcast manager, you want to make sure that you're on the same page with your client when it comes Mm -hmm. to that intention. For sure. I totally, totally agree. And it's like really having that conversation and distinguishing that balance because there's so much right now as far as like creating that human connection, that Baskin Robbins principle that so many people are just missing and they can't understand why. Um, I had somebody when I was at PodFest speaking on TikTok, I had someone approach me and they were like, hey, can you give me feedback on my content? And I was like, yeah, it's way too edited. It's way overly polished. It's way overly edited. And so that is like hurting your growth. Yeah. And they're probably thinking, wait, what? I did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're putting in way too much work. It's it's actually, you're you're too branded. Like even sometimes I see people will um, record their show and they'll have all the branding in the background. Mm. And then they'll put like a branding strip at the bottom. And they're like, this is my podcast. This is my podcast. Because they really want like people to know about it. But it actually just makes it look like the audience is being sold to. And people don't want that. They want to feel a connection first. And that's how we can buy into who you are. Because if they like how you're showing up in the video exchange, you know, from the podcast, and they're like, what show is this? 
they're going to immediately mm-hmm. ask that next question. So you, it's like you want to make that connection first and get them interested. Hey, what's, what is this? Who is this person? And then mm-hmm. you quote unquote sell to them of, oh yeah, this is my show or, or whatever it is that you have for them. Yes, absolutely. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, where do you see TikTok going? I know that's like a huge question, but for, you know, in light of what we've talked about already, where do you see TikTok going in the next couple of months? Yeah, the platform's already changed so much since the time that I've even been on it. You know, when it first started, it was like trends, dance trends and like that type of thing. And now I am seeing it transition to more of like a long form, short form content platform Mm. where storytelling is going to be so big that I think it's going to be really big this year and like more talking videos, because here's the thing, you can do a trend or, and, you know, and, and do that type of thing. But really what creates that connection again is when like people see your face, they hear your voice, they get to know you. Mm-hmm. And so I think TikTok and the same with like, if you look at YouTube, it was like these viral videos, like the double rainbow guy and right. And then yeah. it turned into like, wow, this is a person's channel. This is like their show and really starting to build that. And I can see TikTok evolving into that more so than just like a fun trend thing. And also it's a, you know, it's now become a search engine. So it is a huge education platform. People are learning stuff. People don't want to watch maybe a 10 minute video on YouTube. It's like, I can get the same information in one minute on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's going to, it's still going to be a really big education platform. Um, And also for shopping, like, have you even heard that uh, hashtag TikTok made me buy it? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, and you could like, do the same thing on on Instagram. Like, yeah. 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 So those are just some things that I'm thinking about. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And another question on that same kind of thread is for podcasters, do you think that it's essential that they use Instagram and the different things they can do on Instagram and TikTok? Cause there's obviously yeah. some overlap. So where do you, how do you see that working best? Yeah. So with TikTok, it's kind of like the outreach platform of the social media world. It's like, because of the for you page, because of how the algorithm set up, that video goes out to new people every single time. Mm. Um, And so like to get new eyes on your videos, like that's really awesome. Probably one of the downsides that the platform has had is sometimes it's hard to create loyalty because you're constantly being shown new creators. So that can be a challenge on that platform. Whereas with Instagram, it's more geared towards developing that loyal audience. Now I know Reels has come out, you know, and people are getting discovered through Reels. It's kind of modeled after the TikTok algorithm, but still like still both those platforms have that same vibe. Mm -hmm. So I would say number one, know that and pick a strategy. So if you could like post on TikTok for that viral reach, and then also be posting on Instagram, you know, like know your platform. And if two is too much, then pick one and just stay consistent on it and and look for that growth. Because if you can just be consistent, the growth will come. Yeah, that is so good. Because I've never heard someone say like admit that 
in a sense. Like mm-hmm. it, it, like this is what's good about TikTok and this is what's good about Instagram. You kind of just mm-hmm. hear people being so pro TikTok and so pro Instagram that I haven't really heard that. So thank you so much for sharing that. That is was really helpful yeah. to me. This has been so good. I would love to know. I know that you've got a course. I'd love to know about that and how who who would be good for. Yeah. So I have a course. It's called um, TikTok Amplify. And it basically is uh, like everything that you need to know about TikTok, how to edit, how to post, the difference between viral content and nurturing content. And it's really just like a very comprehensive course that I have available to anybody that wants to get on TikTok and develop a healthy relationship with social media. And also, if you are a podcaster, I have like a mini podcast course that is geared for podcasters to leverage um, short form video in their content. It's really good. And then I also have a membership where if you want your clips chopped up, you can get the course because it's important that you show up on camera and you need to be in front of the camera, but also where I will take your podcast and cut up your clips in a way that's going to perform well because it's not just about taking clips. You have to have the ones that have a good hook that are geared towards your audience. We will cut them up for you and send them back to you to post on your social media. And that's a membership. Yeah, I think that's so cool. And for any podcast manager that's listening that thinks like, man, you know, my clients are always asking me for help with social media because, you know, of course they are. Everyone needs help with that. If you are just not into that, or maybe you just do not have a knack for finding those good clips, then that could be a really awesome service to tap into. So I think that is really useful. Is there any other way that we um, we can connect with you? Can you share your your handles with us? Yes, you can connect with me on TikTok at Melissa Lee Hughes. And the Lee is L-E-A. So Melissa Lee Hughes, same thing on Instagram. And um, I obviously now have a podcast. She can share um, Melissa Hughes. And then uh, my website, MelissaLeeHughes.com. Now, before we say goodbye, we have to know what is your podcast about? Because we love podcasts. It sounds like it's maybe about something different than TikTok. So, So tell us about that. Yes. So my podcast is, um, it's basically about helping women use their voice to share their faith, share their business, share their um, passion, and using their voice, whether it's blogging, whether it's podcasting, whether it's, you know, short form video, but really like helping women grow in their value and their confidence to be able to show up and share. Love that. Love that. Well, so glad that you put that out into the world and we'll make sure that we add um, the links to the course and the membership and your handles all in the show notes so everyone can find those. But this has been so good. Thank you so much, Melissa. I know this is going to be so helpful to those listening. Thank you. It's been awesome being here. Love, 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 love the show. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Come connect with me over on Instagram at Lauren Wrighton or in the Podcast Manager Mastermind Facebook group. And let me know what you liked about this episode. I love, love, love hearing your guys' feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at laurenwrighton.com. Special thanks to my amazing podcast manager, Marcy Page, on producing this episode. 
All right, that's it. Until next time, I'll be cheering you on.